welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What is up, guys, and welcome back to 5% Radio, the 5% Radio podcast show. Today's episode number 36, and today I want to discuss five pizza delivery guys and uh, some pretty valuable lessons that we can learn from this story that I'm about to tell you. So back in the NBA Finals of 1997, it was game number five, and it was the Chicago Bulls versus the Utah Jazz of Salt Lake City, Utah. And Michael Jordan was hungry, was late in the evening, and room service was closed. So he does what any normal person would do. He finds some place that can deliver him the food he wants. Because if you're Michael Jordan, you're probably not just able to, if if you're Michael Jordan or any of the teammates that were on the Bulls team that season in this time in Jordan's reign, so to speak, you weren't able to just walk out and, you know, grab food. Like people knew who you were, especially if you're MJ, like you're Michael Jordan, you're, you're the guy of the game back then. He's the goat, you know? So he wasn't able to just go out and and grab some, some food. So he orders pizza because room service is closed. So he places an order for some pizza. Well, five delivery guys show up at the hotel door. So they give the room number. People figure out, like, man, this pizza is for Michael Jordan. Five delivery guys show up at the door, and the guy that answers the door gives them the money, and they're, you know, trying to peek in, trying to see Jordan, just trying to try to scope things out. Really, they, they just want a good look. Like, man, this is Michael Jordan's room, and they're in Salt Lake City. They're playing the Utah Jazz that very next day. This is the night before the game, and these guys are delivering the pizza to essentially the person that is the enemy because, I mean, this is like this is the playoffs. Like, they are... I mean, they're they're going for blood here. This is all or nothing. They're in game five. They had another game after this, but, but this is a big deal. So anyway, pizza gets there, five delivery guys. The guy who answers the door gives him the money, and he's like, all right, yes, we got the pizza. Like, thanks, but like, you know, like in a nice way, like, get, get out of here. Like, what in the world? There's five of you. So him and all the other guys that are in the room hanging out with Jordan just kind of are like, you know, I, I just, I have a bad feeling about this. I, I just, here's a direct quote from one of the guys. I just got a bad feeling about this. That's what he said before they ate the pizza. I just, I just got a bad feeling about this, man. Like there's five pizza delivery guys. It's the night before the game. Everyone knows this pizza was for us. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not going to eat any. Another player. I'm not going to eat any. A bunch of guys. Michael Jordan's the only guy that ends up eating the pizza. Okay. So he's the only guy that ends up eating the pizza they knew it was made for the Bulls. They knew it was made, and Michael Jordan was going to be eating this pizza. So at 2.30 that morning, so if they order this pizza, let's say it's 10 o'clock at night, they get the pizza. Room service had closed down. They get the pizza. It's 2.30 in the morning. One of the guys wakes up to Michael Jordan curled up in a ball. He'd been throwing up left and right, just sick as a dog, laying in the ball, just shivering, shaking, you know, flu-like symptoms. Well, he had food poisoning. He had food poisoning, so... You would think, okay, yes, it's game five. Like, I get it. It's a big deal. But, dude, you're, you're, you are sick. I mean, think about how dehydrated you are during food poisoning. Think about the amount of times you have to run to the restroom to puke or do otherwise. Like, you feel awful. Think about the last time you had food poisoning. I can think about this. So, there's there's kind of this weird thing. If I were at a party of a 1,000 people and someone got up on stage and he's like, excuse me, <clears throat> may I have everyone's attention? You know, he kind of like taps on the microphone. He's like, hey, look, uh, one of you here in this building is going to get food poisoning. Um, if you can guess who it is, we'll give you $1,000. I'd be like, it's going to be me. Like, money or no money, 
it's guaranteed it's going to be me. If someone's getting sick, it's going to be me. So if you could think of the last time you had food poisoning, and I've had it frequently, it like you feel awful. You can barely make it to the bathroom in your home and back to bed without just like, man, I want to collapse. Like, I feel so bad. So 2.30 in the morning, he wakes up. One of the guys wakes up and they see Jordan like curled up in the fetal position, just like shaking, shivering, dude had been thrown up left and right. And someone's like, go get the team doctor. Like we, we got to get, like, we got to get this taken care of. So before the game, Michael Jordan is in a back room laying down. The doctor had just assessed him. He's got an IV in him. Like he's that dehydrated. They're trying to rehydrate him. Not so he can play the game. Just, just like to, to help the guy not be so dehydrated. It was not planned by coach Phil that he was going to be playing the game, but Ivy's in him. He's laying down in the back room. He asked him to shut off the lights, comes into the game and the guy plays 44 minutes of the game. Dehydrated, probably got like two hours of sleep that night, was up puking, was up making other necessary, urgent trips to the restroom, ultra dehydrated, had probably had nothing to eat, like just felt horrible. Game 5, 1997, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Bulls versus the Utah Jazz. He ends up in the last 25 seconds making the winning three-point shot. The Bulls won 90. The Utah Jazz lost with a score of 88. Literally that shot right there won the game. He played 44 minutes, had 38 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists in a game where he had had food poisoning the night before. And if you listen to the announcers, I'll put a link in the description for one of the YouTube videos that covers this game. But if you listen to the announcers of the game, they kept saying Jordan has flu-like symptoms. Jordan has flu-like symptoms over and over and over and over again. But that guy understood that even though everyone on the team would have been totally okay with, would have been like, man, like we get it. You can't do anything about it. They would have been completely understanding if he had said, I got to sit this one out. Like, we've been crushing it. I know I'm literally one of the best in the world. I've done everything I can for this team. Guys, I have to take one game off. I'll be right back on, man, game six. If we win this one, like, I'll be there. They would have completely understood. But the guy ended up scoring 38 of 90 points, personally. They said when they got into that second quarter of the game, man, he just turned it on. But if you watch him in between plays, he's hands on his knees, his head's down, like his, you can just tell his breathing is labored, like he feels horrible. Every single time you see him on the bench, he's got a towel over his head. They're trying to pump him full of fluids, like just sweating profusely, even more than normal. And every single time he's playing, he looks normal. But man, as soon as he stops, as soon as the ball is no longer in play in their hands, he looks like, oh my gosh, like I just want to collapse. Like you can tell the guy feels awful. Every time he sits on the bench, you can tell he feels awful. Every time he's not running the ball or passing the ball or right in the middle of a play, if he's just standing there, if they're the other team is passing the ball and they're starting their play, you know, they just got the ball after the Bulls scored. Every single time he was not actively playing, wasn't running, wasn't passing, wasn't walking. He just looked like, oh my gosh, like I just want to go to bed. I feel terrible. So what can we learn about this? What does this specific incident, and if you've not watched the Netflix series, Jordan's Last Dance. You'll actually, you'll be able to see this. It's towards the end of the series, but what do we have to learn from that? Well, it's been said that leaders play hurt. Leaders play hurt. Every single one of you listening to this podcast right now, under the sound of my voice, every single one of you is a leader in some way, shape, or form, some area of your life, some aspect, some niche, some corner of your life, you are a leader. Whether you are a father and a dad or a mother 
uh, a wife. Like th- there's there's some position that you are looked to as a leader. You're the person that the buck stops with you. You're supposed to wear the pants, so to speak. Things are falling on your shoulders. You are carrying the weight of the team, the family, the the household, the whatever that is, your organization, your business. Maybe you're in upper management at your job. Maybe you're in sales and your performance determines your pay every single week, every single two weeks, every single month. It's all about you. And there's going to be times that life will punch you in the face, but you've got to learn to play hurt. You, you've got to learn to play hurt. How many times have you seen what would be for most people like would would bench them for the rest of the game? In any sport, basketball, football, I'm not going to say soccer because those guys can be a bit dramatic, as talented as they are, as much as I like soccer, they can be a bit dramatic, but pretty much name any sport out there, volleyball, football, basketball, like baseball, these guys take a shot and you're like, man, okay, like they're, they're getting paid, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for some of them, whether they win the game or not, whether they play the whole game or not, whether they got off the bench or not, they're being paid ridiculous money and they will go out there and push way, 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 way beyond what is safe with their bodies. They'll get injured and they'll keep going. They'll break something. They'll keep going. They'll get knocked out. They'll get back up. They'll keep going. They'll get hit in the face with a baseball like break their helmet and they'll be in the next time up to bat. Like they will do ridiculous things because they understand that leaders play hurt. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you respond. It's not about the circumstances going on currently. It's about your response to those circumstances. So you've got to learn to play hurt. And I I learned this lesson very, very, very well in a personal sense. There's a a gentleman in a leadership community that I'm involved in where the saying actually comes from the first time I heard it, leaders play hurt. They did not invent the saying, but that's This community of leaders is the first time I heard it. And I I got to see this at a personal level. I got to see a guy who'd been married for about 32 years and he lost his wife. And it wasn't like a sudden thing. It was like they knew she had cancer. They knew she was passing away. Like they, they knew this was coming and they did everything they could to prevent it. Everything they could to keep that family time, just to, to do everything they could to make the woman comfortable. And, and she ended up passing away. So this guy lost his wife and he had a massive, massive business was out there crushing. It was just doing phenomenal and he dealt with things. He really did. I mean, he's he's just a solid, great Christian man. He's very well read. You can tell he loves the Lord. He he dealt with things in his life. He he healed. He went to counseling. He read books to help him move on. He he sought God and he he sought what do you what do you want me to learn from this season? How can I heal from this? How can I take something away from it? How how can I find, you know, how can I find what this season's supposed to be in my life, in my journey? He went through that, but also during that time, he never stopped leading in his organization. He never stopped getting out there day after day and doing exactly what it took to win. He never stopped leading. He never stopped encouraging others. He never stopped serving other people. And if there was ever an excuse, ever a time that people would say, there's an assignable cause, it's okay if you take a break. His name is Dean. Dean, it's okay if you take a break. That probably would have been it. That probably would have been it. But he kept going and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going because he understood that leaders play hurt. One of the things that that I've heard a lot of successful people say is that success really comes down to three things. Decide what you want, figure out the price, and go pay it. See, when you get hurt in the process of chasing your goals, that's not the time to quit. Step one, decide what you want. Step two, figure out the price. Step three is go pay it. Step three, there's no caveat there. Step three does not say go pay it when you feel like it. 
Step three doesn't say, go pay it when things are good. Go pay it when things are easy. Go pay it when you have the money. Go pay it when you have the time. Go pay it when your family's not upset with you. Go pay it when people are encouraging you. Go pay it when no one's doubting you. Go go pay it when everyone sees it for you and they're, they're right behind you. They got your back. We're in your corner. You can do it. Go pay it when you have the belief in yourself. Go pay it when you have the confidence. Go pay it when everything is going perfect. Go pay it when you can see that what you're doing is paying off. Go pay it when it's working well. Go pay it. There's, there's no caveat. It's just... Define what you want. Decide what it is that you want. Figure out the price. Learn what it's going to take to get there and then go pay that price. There's nothing in between. So when Jordan has these five guys show up in his room, give him a pizza that could have intentionally been undercooked. There could have been raw bacon, raw sausages. There could have been all kinds of nefarious things done to that pizza, but it was not going to stop him from getting up and playing the game, and being in 44 minutes, getting 38 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and getting the game-winning 3-point shot in the last 25 seconds of the game. It wasn't going to stop him from turning it on in the second quarter. It wasn't going to stop him from getting off the bench and hitting it over and over and over because that demonstrated to his team that I will play no matter what. I will serve this team no matter what. I will chase our goals and my goals with you, without you. I will chase them, period. Nothing will stop me. You've got to learn to play hurt. Things will come up. Your finances will not be ideal. Your marriage may go through a season of strain, or if you're if you're dating, you might go from dating phase to single phase, and that might hurt. There might be some pain going on. You, you might have gotten hit in life. You might have got the legs swept out from money like the, like a karate kid scene where you know the, the guy gets the he gets kicked in the leg then they sweep his leg like there might be all kinds of garbage happening to you in your life but you've got to keep going because you will never make it to your destination if you quit you'll never make it to where you want to go if you stop I just took a I would call it a road trip but it was for business I went to Rochester uh, Rochester Florida geez I went to Rochester New York this past weekend and like that there was some some crap that happened along the way, and it was not the i it was way 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 less than ideal. Took one of my partners with me, my buddy Chris. We went up there, and uh, you know we ended up getting home at like two thirty in the morning. Had church the next morning. Wasn't going to skip that because I made a commitment to be there, and just because I'm tired doesn't mean like oh you know I'm going to show up later. I'm not going to go. Like I made the commitment. It's not their fault that I was out late the night before. It's nobody's fault. I'm going to get there as if it's a regular day, and I'm not going to say anything to anyone about oh I'm so tired. Like none of that. None of that garbage. I'm just going to get there. Leaders play hurt. We drove all the way there for nothing. Literally nothing came of that trip. Nothing productive. Nothing really came of that trip. I had a great time with my buddy, but nothing really came of that trip. Nothing about that trip was ideal, convenient, or like, yes, this is absolutely what I want to do with my Saturday. Away from my family, away from my wife, away from my kid, away from his wife. He left his kid. Like There, there were other things we could have done. I think we can all agree on that. There were other things we could have done with that day, just like when you have to wake up and go pay a price for what you're chasing currently. But it didn't stop us because something was less than ideal. It didn't stop us because I was going to get home way too late. It didn't stop us that, you know, we had to pay to- just everything you could look at. And you would say, okay, well, you know, ah, here's what a lot of people do. They define what they want. They figure out the price and then they try to negotiate the price. They define what they want the next day. They figure out the price and they're like, I'm going to do it. And they wake up and they're quote unquote, not motivated. And they're like, ah, 
can I do less? Like, can I do less and still get the same results? Like, can I, can I, can I just be like a little bit lazy? Can I bring some of my bad habits into this? Can I, can I quit when it gets hard? Can I, can I stop when I don't feel like it? Can, you know, this is getting, this is getting a little bit difficult. I'm kind of uncomfortable. Can I not do it today, but it not affect tomorrow? Can I, can I kind of slack off this month and then like that not be reflected in what I earn in my top line revenue in my business? Or like if I'm, if I'm a straight commission salesperson, can I not really do as much follow up this? I mean, can I, I don't want to hear as many no's, so I'm not going to do as many sales appointments and I'm not going to call the leads back immediately. And you know, there's this metric on my business where if I do anything less than this, then such and such bad thing happens and we don't make money and we go in the hole and, you know, we're in the red and the profit loss statement for that month. And I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like having these meetings. I don't really feel like going to this conference, this seminar, you know, buying into this coaching pro. I don't feel like, can I, can I do like half of the work and get the same result? It doesn't work that way. Leaders play hurt. Michael Jordan playing with the temperature, playing after he'd thrown up all night, playing after he's dehydrated from everything else that happens when you have food poisoning, barely getting any sleep, feeling like garbage, having an IV. When was the last time you had to have an IV just like just to get yourself back to zero? And then he goes out and plays a killer game. The guys on the court with him said you couldn't even tell he was sick. Some of them, if you watch the YouTube video, some of them are like, I don't even believe he was sick. Like he played so well. But his teammates will tell you, hey, 2.30 in the morning, we found him cramped up in the fetal position, shaken, thrown up, shivering. Like, we found him. Someone go get the doctor. Like, something's wrong with Mike. He played hurt. He was willing to play hurt. So what is it in your life right now? Or what's coming? Or what came a while ago? They say you're either in a storm, going into a storm, or coming out of a storm. So what may have happened in the past that you can look back on and say, you know what, I got hurt there and I, I, I kind of dropped the ball, so to speak. I didn't carry the torch. I didn't, I didn't do what it took. I wasn't willing to play through that pain. Because sometimes in life, the facts are just the facts. You're going to get punched in the face, and you're going to have to keep going. I believe it was Mike Tyson had a quote, and he said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Meaning, it's super easy to execute and to say, this is exactly what we're going to do, and then something goes wrong. Everyone's got a plan walking into a fight, until they get punched in the face and they're like, oh my gosh, that hurt. Like, whoa, like pause. Can we stop here? Like, man, is my, is my nose okay? I can't see straight. Like I'm, I'm wobbling. My eyes are watering. Like, hold on, don't hit me again. Like that's, that's not how things work. You get hit and you get hit and you get hit and you get hit and you get hit. And here's the thing about it. Here's really the thing about it. The truth is you're not going to stop getting hit, whether you're chasing something or not, whether you're looking to play, so to speak, on the field of life, whether you're looking to achieve or not achieve, whether you're looking for excellence or ease, whether you're looking to do something phenomenal or live your life in a passive manner, whether you're looking to build a multi-million dollar business, have a great marriage, have phenomenal finances, have wonderful health, be financially free, or you want a terrible marriage. You don't care if you look like a bowling pin. You don't care if no one in your family likes you. You don't care if you have a good relationship with your kids or not. Your goal is to watch as many hours of TV, scroll social media as much as possible, and have just enough money to go from this paycheck to the next one. It does not matter. You will take punches to the face. People will pass away. Stuff will go wrong. Money that's supposed to happen, that's supposed to be there, will not be there. All kinds of things will happen that just flat out suck. You've got to decide to play hurt. Leaders, play hurt. Decide what you want. Figure out the cost. Instead of negotiating that cost, go pay it. Leaders, play hurt. What can you learn from this lesson? And what area right now do you need to say, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to play hurt. I'm going to deal with this. 
like 100%, I will deal with this. I'm not going to just put it on the back burner. I'll do what it takes to get through it, but I am going to play hurt. What's that area? Where's it at? What's the price that you need to pay right now? Figure that out. You know what you want. If you're listening to the show 36 episodes and you know what you want, you're trying to figure out how can I get myself to do what I know that I need to do, but I don't want to do. You know what you want. You know the price. Leaders play hurt. Go pay the price. <laughs> 